0: I've become a backpacker. I love <laughs> backpacking. As a matter of fact, my trail name is Blackpacker. <laughs> I love backpacking because I'm a former athlete, so I love the challenge of getting on top of that mountain, right? I didn't know I would love it, but when I was introduced to it by some gentlemen who use the same mantra that I said that's going to get more black folks in the outdoors remove fear add knowledge and invite them That's Mm -hmm, what they did for mm -hmm. me We Traveled and saw all those beautiful places and then we got to Albuquerque, New Mexico and we saw our first Mm -hmm. black family, right? Mm -hmm. And it was weird To see that because we had not seen any thus far and then my son The way he looked he said dad those are black folks and we both were like ah And the black folks who actually we saw were like, "Ah!" it was like (laughs) one of the moments like, yeah, we out here, baby. When I talked to the young black kids uh, and sharing with them about the outdoors, tents and things of that nature, they had no clue on Mm -hmm. how to assemble a tent. As Mm -hmm. a matter of fact, they did not even want to sit on the ground because they were scared of the bugs. Mm -hmm. Well, I went across town to uh, another location where the children were and the youth were, um, were 100% white. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew everything how to put mm-hmm. the tent up, and they enjoyed going in the outdoors. Matter of fact, they led the trail world. We in here, yeah, we in here cause we been here We in here, yeah, we in here cause we been here We in here, yeah, we in here cause we can't get us now
1: That's it. <laughs>
2: what are you laughing at? Nobody even said hello yet. You just already laughing. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to us. It's Monday. Welcome to another Monday at Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, and I'm your hostess with the mostess. And before we get going, and before we invite our special guest on today, uh, I'm going to go around, and I'm gonna let my co-hosts for the day introduce themselves. So let me start with my resident here, Miss Melissa, go ahead and introduce yourself and then Kane,
3: come on behind Melissa. Hi, my name is Melissa. I'm a 15-year-old sophomore in the Southern California area. Um, well, welcome hi. back.
4: Hi, I'm ahead, Kane. Um, I'm eight years old and I am a
2: third grader. He is a third grader. Welcome to the party, Kane. I'm so glad you were able to join us today. And we have another young king in the building. Samuel, go ahead and introduce yourself.
5: Hi, I'm um, Samuel. Stop making that face.
2: Stop making that face. Stop making that face. Knock it off.
6: <laughs> Hi, I'm Samuel. Um, I'm 11 years old. I'm in fifth grade, and I am in Loganville, Georgia.
2: Loganville, Georgia. Okay. Well, welcome to the party. And uh, my co-host, the one with the sun shades on today, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh,
1: what it do, baby? I am Matt, M16, graded lead singer of M16 in the Full Moon Rules. Right now I'm in Los Angeles, California. I just want to say I'm from Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that demand don't speak for everybody because we grew up jumping in creeks and I'm sure anybody in Georgia busted out laughing. Anybody from the South or anywhere that busted out laughing. But we'll touch back up on that. I didn't know that... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, so you're talking about the video, the, the gentleman in the yeah, video. Yeah, I just had the okay.
1: name drop it. Uh, Yeah, we'll get back on that.
2: <laughs> okay, and while we're doing that, we'll get back to that. But before we go to our story, I wanted to make sure Travis had a chance to introduce himself um, before we move on. So go ahead, Travis, go ahead and introduce yourself.
5: Yeah, hey, uh, my name is Travis. I'm from California, San Fernando Valley. I found my way up to Portola, this Northern California area, just trying to shed some light on the outdoors, create spaces for people to utilize the space that we all that we all should be sharing. So I'm an outdoor educator.
2: Oh, perfect. Well, we can't wait to talk to you. Um, we'll get into that pretty soon. But I have this story that I need some opinions on. And Samuel, I want you to stop making faces because you're going to make me laugh. Um, But I do have a story, and I want us to kind of look at it before we talk about these outdoors and these um, who's scared of bugs and whatnot. Um, Yeah, so check this out real
7: quick. New at 6, Confederate controversy. Students caught on camera waving the rebel flag at Cusa High School in Rome. Fellow classmates now calling out school leaders for their response. Some of them suspended for planning a protest. CBS 46's Haley Mason is in Rome unraveling the issues. These students behind me aren't taking a skip day. They're actually suspended from school for planning a protest against racism that they say they experience inside their school and on campus in Floyd County. This is what started it off. Students reportedly flying Confederate flags and spewing racial slurs on campus at Cusa High School earlier this week. The black students and white and Latino classmates spoke up and planned a protest against racism.
2: I felt really disrespected how the school
7: didn't do anything about it. And when we're not allowed to wear BLM, BLM stuff all over ourselves and then they are allowed to carry up a, a racist flag around. What are we fighting for? Early Friday morning, police had the campus lined, keeping the student protest lined back. Administration had warned the day before it would clamp down, making this announcement.
0: The administration is aware of tomorrow's planned protest. Activity of this kind will not be allowed here to the high school.
7: The announcement threatened disciplinary action for even having a flyer announcing the protest. My
2: mother gets
7: here. Students tell us they were suspended for making protest plans and arguing with the administration about racial slurs and the flag. But students say those suspensions were only for certain kids, black students.
4: All the African Americans that was up there, they, they suspended
7: them, didn't suspend me. They didn't suspend her either and we both disrupted all of the 8th classes. Yeah, we Their parents tell us they were served suspension papers not only by the principal but by police. I made multiple calls to the school district with no response, so I looked into the state data for suspensions in Floyd County. In 2020, it breaks it down by race. 8% of black students were suspended, the highest number. 6% were two or more races, 4% white, 2% Hispanic. These students saying they want all of that to change. The parents tell us they're upset to know their complaints have gone unresolved so far, and now their kids will have to miss homecoming after being suspended from school. We'll have more from the school's leadership on our CBS 46 app. Reporting in Floyd County, Haley Mason, CBS 46 News. Let's take a live look over it.
2: All right, Melissa, you sent this to me right before we logged in. So give me your opinions. What are we looking
3: at? So I saw it on Instagram a couple minutes um, before we went live and I just don't understand what these people, what these adults are getting out of punishing the black students who are standing up for themselves administrators
2: we're punishing the black
3: students and only the black students exactly the world, only know, the black students we have a problem and teachers administrators people always talk about you know students need to stand up for themselves and children are the future and we're going to make all these changes yet you don't let us make these changes only the hmm. black students are being punished for standing up for themselves the white kids are not being punished for being racist so it's hmm. like i don't understand what people are getting out of it out of punishing these black students for uh-huh. saying, for doing what they basically tell us to do with our lives, how they're punishing us and no one else when we're not in the wrong. Those black students are not mm. in the wrong.
6: Samuel, what do you think? I think that it's ridiculous. Like you shouldn't be punishing black students for standing up for themselves themselves and standing up for uh, uh, themselves and people that have experienced, uh, black people, other black people that have experienced racism in their schools and, and just out in public. And like, how are you about to allow just white kids just to wave Confederate flags and call black students racial slurs not punish and not punish them, but the black students, only the black students that want to protest and protest the racism that is happening in their school, you instantly give them suspension papers and
5: I
2: mean, I, I think that I think that the, the more more egregious thing is that the suspension papers came from police officers. Like what is that about? You know what I mean? And, and I get it, Melissa, when you're talking about, you know, um, they tell you to use your voice. They tell you to advocate for yourself. But when you try to go about it the right way, that's also kind of met with, you know, students being slapped down and that's problematic. Um, what do you think, Matt?
1: I think um, I will commend the young lady who was not um, a black young lady for attempting to put it on blast, what's happening is we're in a high information generation and they are beginning to know the truth and they're beginning not to go for this crap. My opinion, that I would even tell my own child, keep your foot on their neck.
2: Mm.
1: And I know this may be harsh for some of you to hear, but sometimes you gotta be willing to die for the truth or you will live in a lie and the next generation will too.
6: Mm.
2: The
1: system, someone commented, the system's already set up how it's supposed to be. Right. But yeah. what's happening with this new generation is it's almost scaring your kids into shut up, get in line, and something's gonna happen to you if you don't stand mm-hmm. your ground, keep, put your foot on their neck. Not literally, in case someone dumb tries to take what I said and misquote it and say I told y'all to stomp on somebody's neck because we'll hear that and be the next claim. But stay right. on it. I don't. I, it doesn't matter. It, it could be scary. It could be uncomfortable. Exercise your right humanly. And lawfully
2: gotcha uh, Kane do you did you have something you wanted to add did you have an opinion on what you saw
4: yes um I actually think the white kids should actually be suspended because they were the people who are actually being racist mm-hmm. um, and it's not really fair that nobody can wear black lives matter stuff when the kids are getting away with being racist
2: mm. I agree. I agree. I think what's good for one should be good for all of Or it us. should be uniforms and anything yeah.
1: outside of uniform on campus is deemed unacceptable, regardless of who you are and what it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, the rules seem to uh, change depending on the, the hue of melanin you have in your skin. Well, uh, in that case, view, protest really- and don't
1: stop and do it again. And if they suspend you and let you back, do it again. And if they and if that's a place where you're missing homecoming, you don't feel like you're coming home anyway, so you don't need that.
2: Well, I think I I think that we have to be um, here because what I don't like to see and I don't like to tell our children go in there and protest, are we the adults going to protect them and back them up when they do go in there to do that?
1: Well, how about all the adults or the parents go up in front of that school the same way?
2: Well, I mean, there's because it's seeming like the parents are
1: staying back and the kids are handling this on their own and it's got to the point to where we haven't listened to them just basically like what's been going on where they've taken it into their own hands
2: well because and, they're and the, the adults ones on aren't the even campus to them. right right they're the ones on the campus they have to deal with it however you know when our children come home and they tell us that these things are going on we as the adults have a responsibility to respond in kind. Now, I'm not going to do no protest. I don't know
1: about y'all. I, that ain't that ain't where I shine. Whether it be no going to the protesting, yeah. going to a higher power, like keeping your foot on their neck. And like you said, parents responding to it because over time, and I will admit, say, I've been guilty. My kids, and, you know, them said something and I kind of like, you know what, you may need to. But I've been a big advocate of as soon as my child says something, no matter of how I know my child is, I'm checking into that because you you like you, you can't put nothing past. The more stories we see, they're getting, I'm still surprised by them.
2: Right, right. And you're right, no racism in schools. The kids are the ones who are directly impacted. Absolutely. Travis, you hear what's going on. Um, and Matt, I'm going to put mm-hmm. you on mute because I hear an e- echo. But you hear what's going on. Uh, do you have any opinions about what you've seen so far?
5: Yeah, my thoughts whenever it comes to or now lately when it's been coming to matters like this, I think of um, our country, how it's set up, right? It was supposed to be, it's supposed to be system of checks and balances, right? And the government, that's what it's supposed to be. That should go all the way down to the individual level. And so that's what I think, because we can, I mean, we're gonna talk about this till we're blue in the face, right? There's an act that that happened. It was racist, detrimental to us, but where's the check? Where's the balance? Who are we leaving it up to our kids now to be the ones to, to do that for themselves? Or where we as, as the adults who have been here who are advocating for our youth, how are we going to to move to support them? To, which all in all supports ourselves as well, the entire community. Where are we coming? Because we should be, we're like that, that last line. Of the check and balance when the when the police now are not are the ones issuing the the suspensions now them, but yeah, I'm. It's insane. They do,
2: it's insane. To know
5: they they right
1: too.
2: Yeah, and I think that you know you're right. We we have to become, and I don't think we need to be the last line. We got to be the first line of defense for our children because we have adults making decisions, and we're telling the kids, okay, now you go fight the adult decisions. No. Adults need to come in and and equal out that power imbalance. Um, Otherwise, we're going to continue to see this stuff. And, um, you know, we'll be back here talking about yet another situation because every week is something else.
1: And I didn't know a peace officer. I didn't know a peace officer had a right to issue a suspension to a student registered to a particular. Well,
2: I mean, they're not supposed to. They're supposed to deal with criminals. They suppose, and unless you're saying that these kids who are planning protests are criminals, there should not be any interaction. With so, we had officers. really
1: no right as a peace officer, to, uh, technically. Well,
2: I mean, but you have to understand these schools use these peace officers as their extension of discipline.
1: Unless they, uh, they freak do. it and put it under terrorist threat to make it a criminal type of activity. You know, a bunch of.
2: No, it's vacuum, just these it people. Be... It's these people. Uh, with their authority doing things that they know they can get away with because they're the ones who are implementing the rules that are on the books. And we have to be clear about that. Um, but we're going to segue because I don't want to get too far off into the rabbit hole on this particular issue because when we're talking about going camping in this, um, in this case, BYLP is partnering with Sierra Nevada Journeys and Square Root Academy uh, to collaborate on a camp uh, we, which we affectionately call um, Camp Pack the Woods. Uh, and so I wanted to do this because it's not so many times, so, so often we get to find someone who works at a campsite that looks like us. And I'm going to call him Cousin Trav because he knows what it is. Um, but uh, we we instantly connected when I went up to <laughs> Fortola and he's not going to be able to get rid of me. So um it just, like I said, is what it is. So when you said earlier that you're an outdoor educator, can you kind of tell us what that is? Because I don't think a lot of our children know what outdoor educators are. So why don't we start there, our families, period. Uh, so let's talk about that because I know your story. They don't know your story. So talk to me about outdoor mm-hmm. education and the importance of it.
5: Yeah, so we look at education here in the, in the U.S. and you have that classroom model indoor, sit down in the classroom for hour one, hour two, whatever the blocks are, and you're spoken to, and you're given a a paper, you fill it out, you take a test, education. That can work for some people. I mean, I was not to, I mean, I was good, you know, I got my A's, (laughs) but that doesn't always um, allow for the learning for each each child the way that it, it should or it could. And so when you go outdoors, we allow more hands-on learning. Uh, The experimentation that we do is, you know, firsthand instead of just reading about it. Now you actually get to do it. You get your hands dirty. Uh, Mm -hmm. We hike a lot. We get to see the area where we normally may not. And we get to really just learn about learning in a different way. Mm. Where instead of being, you know, instead of being instructed in a classroom, this is this is a lesson. Take it, digest it, do the homework, come back. No, now we get to actually learn about not just whatever the topic is—the ecology in the pond or mm-hmm. the forest itself—but now we also get to learn about ourselves, um, our peers. The social emotional learning aspect to it is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to to understand. Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling scared right now. I'm not used to this environment. But then we're here. We have a whole team to support an instructor who's right there with you to help guide you along while you're doing, you're still doing everything yourself. So it really impacts the, the whole person rather than just, you know, the intellectual part of someone's mind. But you really get to okay. delve into all aspects of... A
2: person. Right. And so what I heard you say is that one, children are not monolithic. They have different learning styles and you all take that into account. Uh, number two, what I heard you say is mm-hmm. um, you acknowledge that kids may be nervous or scared in coming to the environment because right. it's unfamiliar to them. Now in that video, that, that homeboy said a couple things that really got on my nerves Um, Because I think that when you're wearing a shirt that says black folks camp and you ain't talking to no black folks, you talk to this white lady about what black folks, you know, you don't come up around. Um, And then you make decisions or you make statements like um, black folks are scared of bugs. Um, Black kids were scared to sit on the ground. Um, To me, that says something a lot larger um, in terms of maybe lack of exposure um that says uh maybe lack of resources there are a number of things that could come into the conversation um and that's why i wanted to have this conversation today um there are a lot of assumptions being made but there's no real kind of um way that folks are delving in to try to understand why certain things are the way that they are so let me ask sam are you scared of bugs or sitting on the ground
6: samuel no no i'm not well there's venomous bugs that i don't want to pass by but that's everybody like you don't want to pass by a venomous spider that bites you <laughs> that's everybody so um, so so black people it's not sp-
1: it's not saying i'm laughing at
6: <laughs> kids aren't afraid black kids aren't afraid of sitting on the ground like that's just ignorant that's just (laughs) like black kids aren't as afraid of sitting on the ground like 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 they're they're too they're, they're they're not exposed well yeah they sit on the ground it's just that they don't have the resources and they're not educated and they just don't have the exposure to think about camping when they're going on a vacation or something like, let's take a family trip. Oh no, you don't think about camping or going to a national park or maybe like a a, a flower place. You don't think about that <laughs> stuff. You don't think about like, oh, let's go to a water park or let's go to a theme park or an amusement park or New York or, California, I don't know. I was just throwing out stuff, but I know you. That they don't, they don't instantly think about camping when they're thinking about vacations, and I Mm. think that's the problem. Like Mm. you should factor in camping as a vacation option, as well as all of that other stuff like travel and a
1: national forest or something.
6: Yeah, like a national national theme park. (laughs)
3: Because hey,
1: I really like his take is- on this. Melissa. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, go ahead, Melissa.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, I like how Sam, when Miss Lorraine asked the question, you said, well, everybody is afraid of like venomous bugs, you know, like you put everybody, but I want to go back to what Ms. Lorraine said about the way that the guy in the video was kind of explaining it. You're wearing the shirt about Black people camping, but then you're kind of contradicting what you're saying by saying that, you know, Black kids are afraid of the bugs and don't want to sit on the ground. So if you are there for the purpose of trying to get to, you know, who raised you? Aware that <laughs> exactly who raised you, right? So if you're coming into this position of power or into this position trying to get a message out there, you cannot be contradicting what you're saying. Maybe you're not the right person for the job. But so listen, just...
1: here's what the message says to me, and this is the disturbing part.
3: And stop cutting my baby off. But go ahead. <laughs>
1: I didn't mean to cut you off no, because you what you, really I'm, I'm kind of like piggybacking on what you're saying. Like it makes so much sense. And Sam, I'm laughing. Y'all know when I laugh, it's a different type of emotion. Um, it's almost like saying we're wild animals and we can be domesticated. Look, I promise you, we can. I'm speaking for the rest of us. Like even though we're wild and it it's almost like putting that narrative out, like black folk are disconnected from the universe. No, uh, I come from Durham, North Carolina, where there was Black Wall Street and people worked with their hands and planting and farmers and all that stuff. A lot of things is, is genocide and taking away and dealing of history, so that's a whole nother concept and a, a subject. But when I'm hearing him talk and talk about this, it's almost like it's the I ain't never heard this much coonery and coonery, but <laughs> to say, oh, we're well, black folks, you know, we're normally. You know, have you met people in Georgia and people in Florida or people on the East Coast and around or, or Midwest uh, even coming back here or people up in the mountains up in California up in Big Bear and they all up there hiking and they black, brown, indigenous and, and, lack, and lack thereof. So I don't know to promote that kind of like puts puts a lot of people backwards, not just black, well, but
2: well, like you said, I ignorance. Think, well, I- Black people are not a monolith, right? Um, I'm not scared of bugs, but I don't want to sit on the ground. I don't. That's me. I, I want to jump
1: in a creek right now and catch a crawfish with my teeth.
2: Nope. Nope. I don't want to do that. See? Um, <laughs> that's just not my idea of a good time. I mean, that's a great time. Say, when people say camping, I'm like, okay, how far is the nearest hotel? That oh, my God. Mean- that's just me. I've never been camping. I've never put up a tent. I don't want to put up a tent. Well, that's hey, not
1: just black folks.
2: Hey, hey, I'm just talking about me. I don't know. I can't talk about, I don't know any other individuality. Um, I don't know what they do. I can just tell you black people are not a monolith. I don't like bugs. I'm not scared of them. I don't want to sit on the ground. And Travis will tell you when I went up to Portola, I did not want to do the, uh, <laughs> what was it? Oh. Uh, the, uh, yeah. You gotta do something outside with you know the, the obstacle course. Lorraine didn't want to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over here and I'm i I'm i I'm a chair I'm a cheer y'all on from over here. So That's will you stay I'm in a tent? I'm not staying in no tent. I'm we- going to stay in the cabin only because the cabins were heated, um, and it looked like I might be able to do that. Um, <laughs> it is more so for me about the children. Um, I will absolutely show up. But um I'm not looking forward to camping outside on the ground in a tent for nobody. I'm sorry, I don't want to. Um, what if you had no either. choice? I have. I always have a choice. I'm gonna stay home. I don't want to, want to. If I don't want, and it's not that I'm scared. I don't want to sleep on the ground
1: because what if the I, land I reclaimed its property.
2: I, what I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. What if is. the trees reclaimed
1: uh, their land?
2: You know what I think of when I think of trees and black people. I think of lynchings. So I don't. I'm not trying to go in the forest by ourselves. What that if is all
1: is of the strawberries reclaimed the land?
2: I don't know what you're talking about, and you sound like maybe you got a hold of one of the wild mushrooms out what in the What if all wilderness. of the
1: mushrooms <laughs> reclaimed the land?
2: Girl, anyway, Melissa, get a, get your friend. I'm just saying, go ahead, Travis. I, I see I see uh, Travis has his hand up the and then we'll
5: come to you. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, <laughs> so to speak to that a little bit though, because that Lorraine, that's more more common to yeah. me. It's that it's the access, it's the accommodations, and it's the education. So if there's no access to these areas, we're not gonna get there. Or the availability right. of transportation, even just that as access. If that doesn't exist we're not getting there so we're starting from from less at that point then accommodation like to to that end if there aren't places to that we feel comfortable camping in why would we go if because i know a lot of my friends back in the valley back home if there's mosquitoes and bugs they're like okay where's the cabin is are there four walls are there roof is there a roof? Is it going to be heated? Is there air conditioning? And I'm over here saying, okay, but that's not camping. But wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me pull that <laughs> it is
2: absolutely camping.
5: <laughs> let me pull that back because that's just my definition of what camping is, and so that's one of the, the things as I get well is how we define um, this space and these these features that that we want to take advantage of. And then the education is just knowing where to go, um, what activities are there, how can I do that, what materials do I need? Do I need and mm-hmm. that's sort of where it starts to to lack in right. the education for the black community, just around gear, even just gear of uh, what boots, uh, what type of clothing, how expensive is the clothing, and that that's talking about access too, the the expense, because outdoors was not, it is not an industry for um, lower socioeconomic groups,
2: and that's, that's unfortunately
5: where a lot of us are. Okay. That's a, that's a coin toss.
2: And and I think it depends on where geographically you're located mm-hmm. to right? because you were in North Car- North
7: Carolina,
1: right? Yeah, cuz I'm going to say that's something normal you California. would do. No, like your parents taught normal. you like, look, if it, if, the, if the world shut down, you better learn how to grow, cook, feed, run, hunt. So I no, just thinking know. like that's what we're supposed to know, but that would be my ignorance to think that. But that's well, what I, I grew up I don't around. I
2: think it's ignorance. I don't think no, it's yeah, ignorance. That's like, more so exposure that's more so the way that you were taught. We were not taught that way. So Um, I don't mean to pick it in
1: I just thought it was normal to know these things.
2: No, no. and I think that a lot of times when we were coming up, we were told that camping was more of a leisure activity, right, you had to have the money to do the camping, you know, like um, there was, there were not a lot of opportunities to camp. I think the last place I went was Slide Park in the sixth grade. that was the only time, and that definition of camping is a lot like what we're going to be taking kids to, where there's a cabin and there's meal times and then there's activities outside and things like that. But other than that, we were never given much of that opportunity. And I see your hand, came, But let me go to Sammy because he had his hand up first, and then we'll go to Kane.
1: Sam, we could eat crickets and survive off the border.
6: I probably could if I learned, but there you go. <laughs> but um, the thing that, she, that, that you said, uh, Miss Lorene, about um, you think when you see trees, you think about lynchings. And I think that's what a lot of Black people see when they think, think of when they see trees and they see like just trees in the forest. And I think that's that's a problem. That's that's a problem that we didn't. That's not it. That wasn't in our control. It's just that because of what ha- has happened to us, the trauma has passed down through generations. And you see, like trees and um, like ropes and stuff like that. You think of lynchings and and stuff stuff that happened to us in the past that just come up to mind when you think about certain things and i think that's also why we don't go camping that much because i talked about this with my mom like right before the meetings like you they don't want to become all those missing black people that are never found and they're just not really talked about on the news Mm. or on any mainstream media they're not they're not talked about so we don't want we don't want to become that like we can just be like unlucky one day one one racist dude in the forest see his opportunity and then it's done We can't we mm. they they won't find us because they won't the the only people that will care is us and we don't have the mainstream media control mm.
1: well you don't have to be in the forest for them to get you. If somebody well, to. I, that is
2: true i understand number one yes number, number
1: two <laughs> number two what he's saying is, is a part of our paradigm which is a whole other subject and if our paradigm is changed what just like there's a positive and negative what goes up and goes down if we see the negative in the trees we could also train our minds to see a positive because trees are also oxygen trees are also great things trees you can talk to plants you can talk to and give love and receive love so there's a positive side to it and that just is a matter of changing a paradigm. And paradigm can be changed by education because ignorance creates doubt and fear. Understanding creates faith.
2: Well, and I think that that's why we're partnering to do this camp, right? Uh, yes. Regardless of, of <laughs> my fear. Travis, um, go ahead, man. Uh, Well, regardless of all that, the fact that we said, okay, you know what? We will partner to do this camp to expose more Black students to, I don't know, I, do you call it the wilderness? What do you call it? <laughs> what do y'all call it nature nature okay <laughs> so in order to expose more black kids to nature that's why we're partnering with sierra nevada journey the square root academy can you have your hand up what did you want to say love book
4: um i have two questions for um mr travis okay um the first one is um how did you become a um outdoor educator
5: so I'll answer that one, I, I knew for a while, both of my parents are teachers. And so I knew I wanted to be a teacher in some way. And I volunteered for two years at a kindergarten and a first grade. And I realized the classroom just wasn't for me, but I had to find another way. I went to Cal State Northridge and got my bachelor's in recreation management. Mm-hmm. And while doing that, I was working at a summer camp And at summer camp, I was like, oh, yo, whoa, hey, if I could do this the whole year, let me do this. Also, I don't see me here, but when the kids would come up and see me there, then there's a different connection. And I'm like, yeah, now Mm -hmm. I want you, you know, years later, grow up, be here with me, and let's change this narrative the way that we see this space. So it started wanting to be an educator, realizing there are different there are different ways to teach and then that went into the outdoors.
2: That's dope. That's dope. That's cousin Trav over there. Y'all. Yeah. Uh, Kane, what is your next question, love? You said you had one more?
4: Um uh, yes. Yeah, so Miss Lorraine was asking us if we were afraid of any bugs. Um that are like in the forest or at camping sites. Are you any of any are
5: you scared of something, Travis? Um, I don't mess with spiders. Oh
4: my god, me either.
5: If any, <laughs> if any big spiders come around, <laughs> I'm out. Um, other than that, most of like most bugs that we have, most insects that we have, they're not. They don't want to bug us, you know. So if we see them, they're usually doing their own thing, and then we just is like, oh, look, let me just leave it, leave it to its own its own life, its right. own devices and it's fine. So really, no, not really. Other than spiders, I don't want them on me.
2: Mm. And enough. so as, as we're going around the campground, we saw a few deer walking around and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and then they told us about the bears and, you know, it's like, okay, now y'all getting a little beside yourself. Um, and then they started talking about other things that may be out there on the trail. I said, remind me not to go on the trail you know like so there's different things happening um and sam i think i saw your hand up but melissa you also are saying something i don't know because your mouth is moving i was uh, agreeing, what are you
3: saying? i was agreeing with you about the bears i'm gonna go the <laughs> other way i'm gonna stay away but i've been camping before um a few times my school has gone camping um and now, I really- is it real camping or were y'all in cabins so I've been twice, one time we were in cabins, the other time we were in tents. And so the tents, we went to um, a tribe, like a, a camping site. Um, we're one of the indigenous tribes in our area and we got to sleep in tents or we got to sleep in their huts. Um, and so we cho- I chose a tent um, and it was just a really great experience. I also don't do spiders, um, but I liked being outside and you know the experience is just amazing. And I wish everyone could get to experience that in the way that they choose to. Um, but I do think it's something that everyone should do if you can, because it it allows you to see so much more than you know being in the city or just, it allows you to be exposed to so much more. And I think that's really important.
2: It's absolutely important. And Sam, you had your hand up. What were you gonna say? And then Sam, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Matt, we'll come to you after Sam.
6: I don't know if if Travis meant to say bug when he was talking about spiders. I don't know if that was an intentional pun, but I saw it. I saw it. But also, (laughs) I read that under 2% of people that go to national parks are black. So, like, Mm. and 72% are white. Like, majority, like. By a long shot, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's just the fact. It's just showing the fact that they're not. It's they're uh black students aren't being educated or aren't being like shown to the same resources exposed. as like boys exposed to, mm-hmm. to the same resources as like. Boy Scout camps that show you how to camp and stuff it's Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and just just regular camp
4: mm-hmm.
6: learning in like school and stuff like how to how to survive in the wilderness, how to do certain tips right. and tricks, how to build a tent, how to clean your water, how mm. to catch fish, which uh I'm not down for like camping camping like going in the forest and just getting everything yourself. I'm about to stab this fish, cook it and then eat it. I'm about to clean this water, heat it and then drink it. I- I'm not with that. I can do like maybe like a campsite <laughs> camping. That's just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if if maybe if people were exposed to it, they would like it. They would it, maybe if black kids were exposed to it, they would they would like it. They would, they would, like it. They would enjoy it. Just not yeah. me, but
2: they would Sam, I like how you keep sliding that "just not me" in that there. Me. <laughs> I think I think you and I are on the same page. I really,
1: really do. Um, I think that- I really I just learned a lot in this little bit of a time, and I really want to commend Travis for what you're doing because I feel like you're not just educating on the outdoor, but you're bringing people together to really have an understanding of something. And my understanding of it right now, I don't feel like it's a percentage of black people or a black thing. I think it's more so of our areas and what we have access to because when she said something about a deer, I was like, wow, we come on our front porch and you can say, what's up to a deer? Like where I'm from, like walk past it. Um, I done got missing from my dad's house before for like a week on purpose, just to survive in the woods and see what happened. Come back with a big bump on me. I done ate some fish, figured out what like, just figuring stuff out in the woods, who cares? But then, so I, don't, I feel like it's what you have access to because if you grew up and could walk out your front door and, and it be be uh, Eno River, a major river basin passing by your backyard, I mean you would be exposed to it too no matter what color you are because I could go through the woods and it'd be a white family 10 miles down. It may be different in Georgia. You might not get along with that family. It may be different in LA. You might not even see anything but bricks. So I feel like it's just what we have access to more so than race and Unfortunately, over time, a lot of Black people have had access to only certain zones that have certain things in those areas. So everything is connected to another. Mm -hmm. When you talk about public housing and bricks, they don't never put public housing by national force or close to access, or they talk about that with direct programs. So it's also what is provided and given access. It doesn't have anything to do with, I feel like, fear, knowledge, or whatever. Like you just said, it's understanding. And then them knowing about it, There doesn't make them their IQ any lower or smarter, or them any better or less. Or I feel like it's a it's an access. Now a race thing leads up to that, but at the end of the day, it's an access what we have access to. Oh, well,
2: I agree. Melissa, your your mouth is open, but you ain't nothing coming out. What you saying?
3: Well, I was just remembering something, what Sam was saying about, you know, the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts and how, you know, if you're a white kid and a part of that, you get exposed to that automatically. And I was a Girl Scout for, it was not a long time. And I was younger and I couldn't really express why I didn't want to do it anymore. But I'm now realizing as I'm able to articulate my feelings that I think it was because I was the only black kid there. So you're Mm. not around people that look like you and so even if it is something that interests you it's hard to be a part of it because you feel left out or you're you know singled out you're not really included even if you are included so I just was when Sam said that it reminded me of you know my experience with being a Girl Scout so I think that is it is important for kids who would not normally be exposed to that exposed to that to be exposed to it
2: yeah and let me ask you guys something um the students does it make a difference if you show up to camp and you see someone like cousin trav does that make a difference for you why or why not don't just shake your head say
3: something i i think no it really does because it lets it 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 allows you to know that you're not alone and Mm -hmm. representation matters so seeing someone who looks like you you get to connect even if you don't talk to that person the entire time you're there you know that it isn't just you. It, you know that other people have the same interest. You know that that is something that you can go towards in life if you want to. If you don't see a Black teacher, a Black principal, a Black president, a Black person working at a campsite, you don't know that you can go towards those things. You don't know that you're allowed to have that interest. So mm. representation matters. And I think it is really important to see Black people in all fields.
2: Samuel? Does it make a difference, cousin Travis, on the case up in the in the mountains?
6: Yes, to an extent. Okay. Yes, because I I get to see that people like me do this. They do it, mm-hmm. and it's not just me. Or in case I'm doing something, it's not just me. Not just like a couple people. It's 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 a widespread community. It's a minority, small group, but it, there's still there's still quite a few of people mm-hmm. that look okay. like me that would like to go camping, and would like to go or uh, river rafting, canoeing, all that, mm-hmm. all outdoor activities. Mm,
1: okay, I think it's essential uh. and not just an activity.
2: You think essential, it's essential, and
1: not okay. just an activity. Outdoor knowledge, period. I don't think that. I think that Black people really need to get away from the "all oh, that's not me" thing because, or I'll just use the amenities. Because realistically, if this system making that face, Lorraine decided that oh, all of just 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 be ain't realistic. Exposed, you can't if, expect me, I, no, me. I'm not saying force and exposed, uh-huh. but I'm just saying realistically, what if all of it was gone? Who would we, we rely on then? Only our outdoor experts and the other person. Then we need to go find all the Travises we can because there will be the people who will help us survive. And and I know, and the way Travis is doing it is easy on you and it doesn't make you feel forced. But at the end of the day, he's teaching you something essential. It's just being eased (laughs) on to you. But that is an essential skill to have some kind of outdoor knowledge. It don't matter if you at least know the, uh, at least what gear to wear. They didn't say you gotta go there and know how to know the herbs, know how to fish, know how to cut right away. Like, that'll scare people away from the hand, you know what I'm saying? He even just told you he doesn't like spiders. So he's not saying mm-hmm. jump out and be MacGyver, but at the same time, that is the fundamental of something essential that the black community does not have or care too much for. And that leaves us in the blind if we were ever in that situation.
2: Yeah, Literally, I, I mean, and- and I know, and I know that I'm making light of it. Um, but when you have not been exposed, it does seem like a foreign concept. That is why we are trying to expose our students now. Not wait till they're my age and I'm, you know, kind of right. old. But, but, you know, that we get that opportunity to de- expose them now so they can start learning about these things. Um, but I didn't get Kane's answer. Uh, does it make a difference if you go to camp and you see someone like Cousin Trav show up?
4: What do you think? Um, I think it's actually important because if I see you think it's
2: a what I missed it. You think it's a what important?
4: Important. Okay, go ahead and tell because me why. If I've actually never been camping before. Mm hmm. So so I don't know if it's going to be scary or not. Um. So if I see someone like me doing it, then I will know that I can do it too.
2: Yeah. I think that that's amazing. And, and the more that we can um kind of uh, collaborate on camps and we can get some of the younger kids up there, Travis, I think that would be amazing Um, because you see – what can happen when given the opportunity or the exposure and the things that we can get them involved in. Uh, You came off mute. What were you going to say?
5: Yeah, I just had a couple. I wanted to respond to Sam and Matt, both of what you were saying, sort of um, going back a little bit, about 2% of African-Americans visit national parks, 72% white. But then Matt saying, I've been exposed, like I've been, I can walk out to the porch and, and it's, it's there. So one thing that I think also needs to be taken into account is where our populations of black people live. And the largest populations are in, you know, Mississippi, Georgia, the South. And in the South, that that outdoor experience is much more um accessible to a degree than to say in LA or in New York or you know yeah. in the city. So some of these other states like it's just it's just a part of it um and so there's it's not so much and that may be why if why go to a national park if you can go outside and your national park is right there yeah right like if the park is right there you don't really need to go to another one because you have access it is there um my stance is more for The people coming from the cities, from the inner cities, or just the cities in general, where it's harder to drive out to, to locations. So that's just where I'm, where I'm coming from when it comes to, to the access, but also just the, the, the language we use when we say outdoors isn't the, like the, what gets used the untouched, unwalked natural forest space where it's like nah that's that's nonsense like indigenous communities communities been walking this land since before we even got here so like get this untouched yeah. pristine pure clean like we've been here for for forever but yeah. that's outdoors but going to a park going to a state park uh regional park any green space is also outdoors and I feel like that's what also needs the education the language around that. Needs to shift and mm-hmm. change because you can put a hammock up between two trees anywhere, and enjoy an outdoor activity. Um, yeah, if there are trees stance, to, help, to hook
2: sorry. it, if there are trees to hook it too, yeah, you can.
1: Oh my god, of, here we we, go. we've
2: gotten away. No, no, I'm very serious. Some of the developers and whatnot, they've gotten away from the things that used to make neighborhoods neighborhoods and homes homes. Like I don't have a tree in my backyard. Period. I don't have one. So to say, you know, you could go in the backyard and put up a hammock, no, you can't. Some places you can't. Sure. Um, but Kane, I saw your hand up, love. Uh, what were you going to say?
4: Um, this is actually connected to what uh, Matt was saying uh-huh. um, about when he would like, like to see a animal at his front door. Um, I would actually love to do that, for that to happen. Because okay. For you to see a deer out your
1: front yeah. door. Deers literally will be hanging out in the front yard, wild turkeys, crows, foxes, coyotes, snakes, butterfly land on your hand. Uh, see, you just be still and let it, it happen.
2: You messed it up, you said snakes. See, that's where we part ways. I well, they, snakes that.
1: usually are going away from you. They want no part to you.
2: I don't want no part of them. We're both going in separate directions. We, hey, you cut off Kane. What'd you say, Kane? I don't like snakes. No, we don't like them. Mm-hmm. but were you done love i know matt jumped in there um oh, yeah, where you, you oh okay because matt matt has this thing and we're gonna have to start slapping matt's hand uh, y'all,
1: y'all like guys got a latency I'm, I'm, I'm like responding after you're quiet a little bit so probably a latency a
2: latency
1: yeah like okay. you're quiet for a few seconds and i respond and then like it's a it's a video playback thing i'm not actually oh. talking over you I'm not on my end
2: um, oh maybe I that's cause you shut every that's because you shut everybody up. That's all. I just wanted to let you know that I saw that. Um so you know, as we're winding down the time with cousin Trav here, um, and you see, you see, you got a couple fans in the chat, they they like you, Trav. I, I see I knew, you know, when, when we first connected that this was a thing. Um, I knew that. Uh, but uh, I wanted to show other people just how awesome you are because I am not an outdoorsy type. But when I tell you, I went to Portola and I was not scared at all. Um, it had a lot to to do. Well, besides him almost hitting me with the door um, when I was coming out of the restroom, um, he almost broke my nose um, because he was not paying attention okay, to what well, he was doing. People, don't uh-huh. tell the
5: people that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was between <laughs> me and you. That was a one-on-one. <laughs> <a> one- because,
2: <laughs> I mean, world. you know, other, other people, would have probably been upset with you but i was like look at this guy and then he was asked we was, you know talking at lunchtime and you know it was just one of those things and, and it makes a difference so i really super hope that you are assigned to me and my group and um, because i want to keep you um because it's important it's important to see people that you can connect with right away that kind of kind of uh take away those fears and those um you know assumptions you may have about outdoor space or nature and whatnot. Because I'm I'm not a nature girl, um, but I believe in exposure for our children at a young age, so they don't have to get to my age and be trying to figure out life. Right. Um, I think it's important. So are we going to be building tents, learning how to build tents, and whatnot? What 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 can we expect? Um, because I I know I haven't told the families. Um, that we are, right now we are open for registration for our camp that will be November. What is it? What is this doggone camp? 12 to the 14th, I think?
3: Yeah, November 12th.
2: Okay, all right, so November 12th to the 14th. um, This camp is absolutely free for the students who want to participate. I do believe we are staying in the 12 to 13 age range, 12, 13 to 17. Um, So we want to make sure that we expose um, as many black students as we can. I know BYLP has committed um, to go to bringing at least 25 kids. Um, We currently have at least 20 openings right this moment. Um, So we want to get it filled up and we want to take your kids and we want to expose you to Cousin Trav and the rest of the folks, Angel and um, Chrissy up there. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a good time but we need your your families and your, your kids to be able to do that. Um, I am going, um, I am not participating in some of the stuff that's outdoors that require me to run, that's not happening, um, but I will be there uh, to make sure your children are safe. I'm gonna leave all the athletic stuff to Travis. <laughs> and he can go through all that stuff with your kids, but I will definitely be there to make sure Um, that we protect them as best as we can.
1: What site can Uh, we go to?
2: Which site? Um, I know if you go to BYLP's homepage, uh, we are asking our students that are specifically coming with us to register with us first. And then after you're done with us, then you can register on the Sierra Nevada Journeys homepage. Um, I believe it is live now. um, And you can get all that good stuff. We will be COVID compliant. Um we will be um doing rapid testing uh before they hit the bus. And I believe that um we're going to get some folks from Sierra Nevada Journeys to come and help us with that process. If I can talk Travis to come down here early to hang out with us and ride up there with us, I'm gonna do my best. Um, because if I gotta ride for two and a half, three hours, so does he. Um so yeah, it's just like that. It's just what it is. Um so what can we expect, Travis?
5: Yeah, so uh, we call it the challenge course. Uh, A lot of people know it as a ropes course. So we'll be doing some team building. We start, we do a full progression. We'll start low on the ground. We'll go up a couple feet and then we'll go up, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 feet. Um, But in time, we have time for each one. We have equipment. We have trained professionals to help lead everyone through this. Uh, We'll be doing some of that. We'll have some STEM uh, classes. So we got the science technology, we've got some courses, we still want to educate our minds, as well as our bodies and our spirits. So we have a lot of different components that really help the growth of of all aspects go on a hike. Um, And I also want to make clear that for whatever we do, we are, we're we're educators and we're, we are tuned into our groups. So it's not like, We'll have 12 kids come up and they're gonna do X, Y, Z exactly like X, Y, and Z. We're we're going to respond to the needs of our group and adapt to it. Um, so everyone's experience is what or as close to what they need and could truly, you know, grow from um, we're here to accommodate. And that's part of the access accommodation and education. We're here to accommodate, to educate, and then help provide that access. So we got a lot going on. It's gonna be fun. And food, food, three meals. We got food. I love
2: it. He said, oh, and you know that's important. Food is important. Um, So we want to make sure that you know that your kids are going to eat. They're going to eat well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's that's another added bonus. Um, And then yours truly, my team, we're going to be doing um, a social justice type of workshop as well. So you get STEM, social justice, and ropes courses all in the same weekend for free 99. What? Um, if you are, it free 99, I can't believe that, I this. Um. So free 99, you could go ahead and go to our website, www.bylp.org. Um, check out our intro page. You scroll down a little bit. There's the BYLP registration form and then the Sierra Nevada Journeys uh, registration form. Uh, once again, that camp is November 12th through the 14th. Um, We have limited space. I think we have a a slot, uh, at least 20 left currently, Um, but we want to get that filled in and filled out. And we want to go up and we want to expose as many Black children as we can to nature and outdoors, to Cousin Trav and the team up there. Um, So we're looking forward uh, to having a great time. Uh, Like I said, I think 13 to 17 are the age ranges that we are looking at. Um, This is a collaboration project between Sierra Nevada Journeys, Square Root Academy, and Black Youth Leadership Project. And we are just looking to have a great time with your children. If you are interested in chaffroning, if you don't trust your kids with other people, I get that. Um, Most of the kids that come with us, we know them and we know their parents. um, And, you know, send them. We'll take real good care of them. Um, Does anybody else want to add anything? Because we got about 30 seconds. Which means I'll just go ahead and wrap up, so we don't. I have just to want that to thank Travis.
1: Off. I want to thank Travis for all that he's doing. Um, thank you,
2: Travis. Never heard of
1: him till today, and I really thank you for what you're doing. The school system should take some notes from you too on how to t- te- on, now, how, now. on how to teach kids because learning is individual. And dang it, you're on to something! Snap, mm. snap, 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 snap. We love snap. it. We
2: love it. <laughs> we love it. So we want to encourage you to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Black versus border Education. You can also go to our student store where you can grab these uh, fabulous shirts. Uh, Melissa, we can't see you. Go on the stand-up. Hey, I don't okay, have Melissa it on, her. but... I don't have
6: it on, but... Yeah.
1: Melissa, hey, get your booster seat. Can, can, can
2: Melissa can Melissa get her shine real quick, Samuel?
1: There <laughs> we, <laughs> go. we go. Make sure
2: you sign your kids up. Um, so Apple Podcasts and Spotify, student store, and I think those are all the announcements I have. I want to send a quick shout out to my brother, Joel Jones, who called me before we got on here. Uh, we are thinking about you, loving on you, praying for you, and hoping that situation works out. Um, so with that, we're going to hit you with the wave. See you next week, uh, Monday at four o'clock right here on Facebook and YouTube. We'll see you later.